Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, happy Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday, don't worry. Got a lot of feedback this morning from some friends who were telling me it was not Tuesday, as I was telling them all on Marco Polo, on Snapchat, on FaceTime. Yep, it's Wednesday, it's not Tuesday. Hi, from my warm office, because I have the windows closed, because there's a jackhammer right outside my window. So if you hear that, so sorry. Didn't mean to. Hope everyone's having a great day, wonderful spring week. Um, I looked at my social media memories from last year and we had snow this day last year which baffles me but say lovey new year no snow today it's definitely warm having a vanilla latte from my favorite favorite place and yeah like I said I'm just in my office hear the jackhammer hope all is well at uh, this is still season two. I I can't keep up with what day it is, so clearly I have no idea what episode number this is. But it's season two. In season two, I promised that we would do more of the topics from my new favorite book by Terry Breverton called Phantasmagoria. Um, and this one comes from that book as well. It is a little bit creepy, which I was trying to get away from due to, you know, a lot of things happening in the world that you would rather not hear creepy stuff, but I just couldn't resist. So before I get into that, I just want to say thanks to all my new Facebook followers. If you 
want to find me on Facebook, it's Lattes and Legends Podcast. I'm on Instagram, Lattes and Legends, which I don't post a lot. Guys, I took Twitter off my phone. I took it off my computer. I just can't do it. It has caused me some issues with my mental health. Um, so I took it off. I can't, I can't keep up. It's too negative. Um, I also took Facebook off my phone for the same reasons, but I have a business on Facebook, so I might as well keep at least that going on my computer. Anyway, um, my website is lattesandlegendspodcast.com. There are still some great coffee mugs on there and there's stickers. You'll love them. Patreon is still up and going for those who do want to be patrons. You will get a free sticker for a certain amount of money that you donate and a free coffee mug for a certain that you donate. And then that's right. Start throwing in some other stuff. If you really, really, really want to patronize my um, podcast anyway. All right. So today we're talking about guys. My sources for this came from the book by Terry Breverton, Phantasmagoria, Britannica.com, GhostsAndGravestones.com, TreadCentral.com, The 13th Floor TV, TheConversation.com, Metro.co.uk, and you guessed it, Wikipedia. All right, so let's talk about Poltergeists. My computer decided to freak out. Anyway, the word poltergeist is German. It means to make sound or to rumble. That's poltern. Geist means ghost or spirit. The term translates loosely, loosely to, that's right, noisy ghost, rumble ghost, or a loud spirit. Hmm. So, poltergeists are blamed for violent actions, throwing stones, or setting fire to clothing and furniture. Some events are said to be sporadic, unpredictable, and often repetitive. According to popular belief, a poltergeist's activity appears to concentrate on a particular member of a family, often a child or adolescent, is often being harassed, or rarely physically harmed. When strangers are present, the unusual phenomenon often cease. A large portion of those reported to be victimized suffer from hysteria. In many instances, the activities attributed to poltergeists have been explained as natural phenomena, i.e. the creaking of old boards in a house. Hmm. Perhaps one of the most popular terms that we have heard is poltergeists because they do make noise and they try to manipulate their physical environment. Hmm. While many of us have heard the term before, a poltergeist is actually one of the rarest forms of hauntings and to many, the most terrifying. Loud knocking sounds, lights turning on and off, door slamming, even fires mysteriously breaking out have all been attributed to the spiritual disturbance. Another frightening aspect of the poltergeist is that um, 
the event usually starts out slowly and mildly and then become, begins to intensify. Hmm. And while many times poltergeist activity is harmless and ends quickly, they have been known to actually become dangerous. Some experts explain it as a mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. Whatever the case may be, poltergeists have caught the attention of paranormal enthusiasts and experts, scientists, and many others who are just plain curious. All right, so how exactly does a poltergeist start? Ooh, that's a really good question. We're going to find out. Okay, how do poltergeists start? All right. How hauntings start. Poltergeist activity does not usually start with big bangs, usually sometimes like by trivial events that are often seen as pranks by others. These may then escalate over a period of time to become harmful and frightening. What causes this? Causes um let's see. It remains unknown why poltergeist activity starts. There are different theories regarding its cause. One theory is spirits or elemental beings are at a location and they're drawing energy around them to make themselves known, possibly upset or disturbed at changes in the environment. Another theory is that residents in a property may be the cause. The characteristics of poltergeists usually start subtly, which we just talked about. Um, and it's usually like unnoticed movement of objects, appearance of unexplained puddles of water, things that unless you're watching something 24-7, you wouldn't notice. Like in the movies, how first the chairs just started moving and then that escalated into more. Some people think that unexplained puddles of water means they have a leak and so they'll get someone to check the roof no, no leak, and then it just grows and grows and grows. As these hauntings escalate, objects may appear to be thrown, sometimes aimed at one person, and then there's just noises, um, such as heavy pieces of furniture being dragged around, strange times at night, things like that. The beliefs about poltergeists started around the Middle Ages, and it was believed that they were demons plaguing the world, tormenting and tricking their victims, with their appearance often linked to witchcraft or other unholy acts. In other cultures, they may be attributed to local demons and jinn or restless spirits. Ooh, we talked about jinn last week. Or was that two weeks ago? Guys, I don't even remember. Hi, yay. Um, a big question that many people ask is, can Ouija boards call poltergeists? Ouija boards can be used to open a doorway for many types of unseen entities or energies to enter this world. Poltergeists um, attracted in this way can be highly active, and rather than a gradual buildup of activity seen in traditional cases, they rapidly manifest physical attacks on their victims or those who have opened up their portal with the Ouija board. Guys, don't use the Ouija board. Please, for the love of God, don't use the Ouija board. Thank you. That's my PSA for the day. So, possession comes into play 
when there are poltergeists. Possession occurs when the poltergeist take poltergeist energy takes control of a person's body and may talk through that person. The possessed person is unlikely to be aware of the possession and may not even realize they are suffering from all the lost time. Yikes. So, we're going to talk about poltergeist attacks. These attacks can be psychological as well as physical. The psychological attack starts with general activities which may cause fear, anxiety, increasing psychological stress, <clears throat> such as shaking of beds and movement, moving of objects. Um, so how long is a poltergeist physically attacking or psychologically attacking its host? Um, <clears throat> so from records, it shows that <clears throat> poltergeist is a bit shorter than a traditional haunting and it may last anything from a few weeks to a few years. What? A few years? No. Mm -mm. Let's stop for a moment before I move on. I get that some houses have ghosts, some buildings have ghosts, some cities have ghosts. Get that. I'm also going to say I'm a firm believer in ghosts because I have personally seen many of them. But I'm not trying to put my opinion in this. But if there is something unworldly, physically or psychologically attacking me for more than a few weeks, for instance, for a few years, mm -mm. no, it's time to get the hell out of Dodge. No way. I just don't, I don't get it. Poltergeists are terrifying to me. Anyway, that's my information on myself. <laughs> All right. Can you get rid of poltergeists? Hmm. Well, considering how long they last, clearly it's extremely difficult to remove a poltergeist. Exorcisms may be used to remove a poltergeist when they are of a demonic or spiritual origin, but the process can be lengthy and very difficult and could possibly make things worse in the short term as bothering a poltergeist may piss it off. This will escalate things and you might be shit out of luck. All right, so the darker manifestation of poltergeist activity includes inappropriate drawing of faces or messages on foggy mirrors and the appearance of blood or soiled objects. Ew. The living may be pushed, tugged, or knocked down by an unknown force, dragged out of their bed, and physical bruises or marks manifest from the attack. Okay, so... Now, I've got a few points I want to bring up about poltergeists. The first one, psycho-psychologist, sorry, cannot agree on what a poltergeist is. Some of them view poltergeists as ghosts or a supernatural entity. 
Others believe that they come from a known energy associated with a living person or that location. Skeptics, on the other hand, prefer mundane explanations such as attention-seeking pranks and trickery. All right. Oh, here's a fun fact. Poltergeists tend to prefer women to men. A person-focused poltergeist tends to, but not always, involves a female adolescent who is suffering from emotional turmoil when the activity begins. That said, not all so-called focal agents are teenagers. Indeed, William G. Roll, a pioneer in poltergeist research, found the age of people reporting experiences of poltergeist activity have ranged from 8 years old to 78 years old. Sweet! That's some time. Maybe I can find a poltergeist in my life. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not trying to invite that kind of stuff in my life. Some of the best poltergeists are thought to be fake. Um, I'm not going to go into this much because I have a few on my list to share with you. So that's point number three. Point number four, poltergeists like to mess with your stuff. We kind of touched on that a little bit. They like to move things around. It just really is irritating. Uh, um, here we go. Experts are still undecided about the infield poltergeist. So this is on my list as well, but real quick, I'm just going to touch on it. So you have a little bit of background before I start in on the longer version of these stories. One of the most famous poltergeist cases to happen in the UK involved the Hodgson family in their newly occupied council house in Enfield, North London. Between 1977 and 1979, it was the scene of demonic voices, objects moving without explanation, levitation, and strange noises. Events focused on two teenage daughters, Margaret and Janet. Several reliable witnesses observed this happening, and these witnesses included a policeman, a press photographer, and investigators from so the, blah, 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 the Society of the Physical. Hmm. Oh my gosh, I gotta close this window. This is ridiculous. All right. I can still hear the horrible sounds outside, but it is what it is. All right. Some believe that emotional stress can cause activity. Some ghost, and, some ghost hunters and paranormal experts propose that poltergeists are actually the emotions of these troubled individuals built up during times of stress. Hmm. This theory is known as spontaneous recurring psychokinesis. Ooh, say that three times fast. And it suggests that built up stress projects outwards in the form of mental energy, which affects the physical environment and produces phenomena attributed to poltergeists. However, there's not a lot of evidence to back this. Um, I'm going to write that down, friends, because I think a podcast about that would be fantastic. What do you guys think? A little educational stroll? Great. Others believe that poltergeists are spirits of the dead, do, 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 and that's what I got right there. So now we are going to dive in 
two specific cases of poltergeist. All right, so um, some of these are real short and sweet. So I'll start all the way back in 94 AD. Flavius Josephus witnessed exorcism. Jewish historian Flavius Josephus, yeah, I love that name, Flavius. It just rolls off the tongue so nicely. He may have the claim for the first account of a poltergeist ever recorded. Flavius reported on an exorcism performed in 94 AD in which an unclean spirit was being drawn out of an innocent individual. According to Flavius, after the successful exorcism was performed by Eleazar, ooh, a bowl of water located across the room was overturned by an unseen force. Now, this might seem pretty tame by today's standards, as we're used to crazy malevolent spirits marauding through households, possessing dolls, or doing far worse. But if you picture this scene, an exorcism is being performed, and as the unclean, unseen spirit is exorcised from a body... An object all the way across the room overturns all by itself. Mm. All right, then we have, let's see, let's see, let's see. There's so many. I just want to do all of them, but I don't want to take up all of your time. So I'll do, ooh, this one's a good one. The Bell Witch. Um, this one's a pretty famous one, too, so you might have already heard of it. Um, but if you haven't, you're going to learn something new. So, this was 1817 to 1872. Yikes. The Bell Witch is the legend of an early American poltergeist haunting that occurred in Adams, Tennessee. John Bell Sr. was apparently harassed by a witch named Katie, Kate Batts, B-A-T-T-S which um, resulted, resulted in poltergeist-like activity occurring in the Bell home. The activity included noises in the walls, unusual sounds, people being slapped and pinched, and objects being thrown, and animals being spooked without visible cause. Additionally, there are other stories relating to poltergeist involvement with the Bell family. The family was haunted by scratches outside their door after Mr. Bell discovered a half-dog, half-rabbit... Mm-hmm. And other stories have Belle being poisoned by witches. The mystery as to who the spirit was continued to be debated, with most likely being someone Belle had wronged or a slave Belle had treated poorly. Whatever may have happened to this unsuspecting family and whoever may have done it could not be proven. The results were undeniable. The Bell Witch seemed to be indeed a very powerful entity and continued haunting their home for decades. All right, so this next one, um, I think this might be one of my last ones. I don't know. We'll see. This one is about um, Jeff, G-E-F, the talking mongoose. Uh, also referred to as Dolby Spook. So, this was a name given to the talking mongoose, which was claimed to inhabit a farmhouse owned by the Irving family. 
The Irvings farm was located in Cashin's Gap, near the hamlet of Dalby on the Isle of Man. The story was given extensive coverage by the tabloid press in Britain in the early 1930s. The Irvings' claims gained the attention of parapsychologists ghosts, and ghost hunters, some investigators of the era as well as critics have concluded in September 1931, the Irving family claimed they had heard scratching, rustling, and vocal noises behind their farmhouse's wooden panels. According to the Irvings, a creature named Jeff introduced itself and told them it was a mongoose born in New Delhi in 1852. According to researchers... And the family, sorry. Jeff was the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and a bushy tail. The Irving said that Jeff communicated to them that he was an extra, extra clever mongoose, an earthbound spirit and a ghost in the form of a mongoose. And once said, I'm a freak. I have hands. I have feet. If you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turned into a stone or a pillar of salt. Irvings made various claims about Jeff, who supposedly guarded the house and informed them of approaching guests or unfamiliar dogs. Huh, Jeff sounds really kind of creepy. I'm just gonna say that. Let's see. He supposedly assumed the role of the cat, although he preferred to scare them rather to kill mice and other small rodents. The Irvings say that they give Jeff biscuits, chocolates, bananas. They left him food in the saucer suspended from the ceiling, which he would take when he thought no one was watching. The Irvings claimed that the mongoose regularly accompanied them on trips to the market and always stayed on the other side of the hedges. He chatted incessantly. The story of Jeff became popular in tabloid press, and many journalists walked to the aisle to try to catch a glimpse of the creature. Several people, both locals and visitors, claimed they heard Jeff's voice, and two claimed that they had seen it. However, physical evidence was lacking. Footsteps, stains on the wall, hair samples claimed to be evidence that Jeff was identified as belonging to the Irving's sheepdog, as were several photographs that were claimed to show Jeff. Uh, um... So the women of the house left the house in 1945 when James Irving died. They reportedly had to sell the farm because it had the reputation. Oh, sorry. They had to sell the farm at a loss because it had the reputation of being haunted. In 1946, Leslie Graham, the actor who bought the farm, claimed in the press that he had shot and killed Jeff. The body displayed by Graham was, however, black and white and much larger than the famous mongoose. Hmm. Interesting. Um, one of the daughters died in 2005. In her last interview, she still maintained that Jeff was not a creation and that Jeff was real and he was really a talking mongoose. Hmm. All right. So <clears throat> I have a couple more stories. Ooh, this is the one I was going to tell you about. The Enfield Poltergeist from 1977. The hero was born. So, Brimstown, Enfield, England. 
Single mom, Peggy Hodgson, with four children, 7 to 13, called the police after she and her family experienced extremely unusual events. The furniture started moving on its own. There were knocking sounds all over the walls. And then they heard demonic voices, loud noises, rocks and toys being thrown, overturned chairs, and yes, a levitating child or two. (laughs) Investigators studying the events had a hard time disputing the claims, and much of what was alleged to have happened was eventually considered to be genuinely true. Even the famous paranormal investigator, Ed Warren, reported finding one of the children, Janet, asleep while levitating in midair, and determined that all the children were under some form of demonic possession. Let's see. I want to move on to perhaps here we'll do this one and then we will finish it up. Alright, so this one is from 2011. So much closer to our time. This is called Jim the Coventry Ghost. Alright, so Uh, This also happened in England, not sure where, but the British tabloids were all over it. So Lisa Manning, along with her children, Jaden and Ellie, and her partner, Anthony Powell, found themselves at the mercy of a suspected poltergeist. In September of 2011, just after the family had moved into their new home, the common symptoms of poltergeist activity had started to occur. Temperatures dropped. Odd noises were happening all over the place. Drawers were opening and closing on their own, and chairs slid across the floor. Hmm. The situation quickly escalated with every casserole dish and kettle the family had being smashed, and scratches showing up on Lisa and Anthony, as well as some of the children. After a string of priests and mediums tried their hands at mitigating the situation, the family finally turned to television and paranormal investigator Derek Okura. Remarkably, after he came to the house to draw the spirits out, the hauntings stopped. Hmm. The only other investigating part of this story is the family lived in the home before um, Manning and Powell fled abruptly. They left new carpets and all the possessions in a hurry to get away from something. Hmm. So it was a gym, the Coventry ghost. Um, so yeah, that is my little take on poltergeists. Um, I was going to talk more about the poltergeist films and that nature, but I think I'll leave it um, like that. I would love to hear your take on poltergeists. Like I said, they kind of terrify me. And that's just from, you know, the movies I've seen and the books I've read about them. But yeah, he said, don't invite them in. Don't use your Ouija board. The last thing you want in your life is a freaking poltergeist. Yikes. So that is it for me today. I've got some FaceTime calls with some adorable four-year-olds I have to do today, which is going to be awesome. So that's one of my 
moments of happiness today. Another moment of happiness is this. A few things. I found two new podcasts that I'm listening to from the Parcast Network. One is called Conspiracy Theories. And I never, ever, 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 ever listen to Conspiracy Theories because it's not... Um, uh, it's never been a topic that I've enjoyed. It's just, I don't know, it's not my cup of tea, per se. But I started listening to this one, and the first one is about Princess Diana, and I got sucked in. I've gone down the rabbit hole, and I really like that podcast. Another one is Famous Fates, and it's also podcast. And one more is the Urban, no, Haunted Places. I think I talked about Haunted Places last time haunted places and they have an urban legends focus on Tuesdays and then they put haunted places out on Thursdays. So needless to say, you guys have been sucked into podcasts. The other fun thing, happy fact, happiness, my little gleam of sunshine. The new Suzanne Collins book came out. The newest Hunger Games, I believe it is when President Snow is younger. And I ordered it from my favorite bookstore. And I think I'm going to pick it up today. I really hope I get that email that says it's here. It's waiting for you. Please come and read it. And then I really won't get a podcast done because I'll be reading this flipping book. But it'll be awesome. So I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Remember, it is Wednesday, not Tuesday. And next week is Memorial Day weekend. If you are doing things, just be safe about it. And I will talk to you guys next week. Don't let any poltergeist in. Don't get out your Ouija board. That's not the best way to celebrate Memorial Day. Okay? Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.